Hi, this is Bobby Alloway with Alloway's Hot Rod Shop, and you're listening to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. All right, well, welcome to the show. Bobby Alloway calling in from Tennessee. How are we doing today, my friend? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, good. I'm glad we got to finally do this with you, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Me too. Yeah, for Chris, this was uh, my big fish to get you on, on the show. Yeah, you know, I said we've been trying for a while, and I, I, I saw you at Grand National, and uh, yeah. that was good. What would you think of the show? It was good. It was good. I, I you know, I, I probably enjoy the outside as much as I do the inside of that show. You, you know, coming from Tennessee, you get to see a, a lot of neat stuff that drives in on Saturday morning that we don't see here. You know, you don't see rust. We see rust here. You see some real neat patina cars out there. Uh, that's that's about as impressive as what's inside to me. Yeah, that's that's always been a good show. You know, I mean, especially like in January, it's a good destination spot for people. I think uh, around the country. Right, I mean, it is. It the, is. The it weather's is. usually pretty solid. I mean, I can't remember the last time it kind of we had bad weather where it would kind of ruin that show. But two years ago, was it two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I remember the rain. I mean, yeah, you can get a, a little bit, but you know, you still got all the indoors, though. You know, you're exactly right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what did you end up bringing to the show this year? We brought a '70 Chevelle uh, uh, that we had done a full chassis car. We brought a Baja Bronco, one of Bill Strop's. Yep. Uh, it was a uh, one of the very first ones he had did for a plant manager at Ford that I that that where the Broncos came from, and I brought a split one, a '63 split one in my own, so it was uh, it matched the Chevelle. It was black and blue. Nice, nice. Well, you know what? You are one of the few people that, uh, and there's a, there's a select group of people that are still out there today, but spent some time in that. Uh, spare bedroom there in Orange Avenue, right? <laughs> you're, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. When Greg wore a little T-shirt that said "Hot Rods by Gregory," I yep. remember that shirt. Right. I think I still have a picture of that. Running around in his underoos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably still does. Yeah. Because wh- when did okay? When did you first? I mean, I as far back as I can remember, I want to see. I was probably eight years old or so when I first met you. So well, you know, the first time I ever came was when. Um, Boyd was given the the first giveaway car that they give away at at Vegas. The, the Tropicana, that yellow car. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. And Bowder was there. Tom Vogley was there. Uh, everybody was there working on it. And and I had came to your old house there on Orange Avenue, and and uh, they were working on the transmission. I remember this to this day because it wouldn't shift. And I looked over at Boyd and Chris. I, he was bigger than life to me, and I was from Tennessee and didn't know Jack Squat, but I said, it sounds like a governor. He said, what's a governor? <laughs> and I said, I think I can fix it. And he said, we have to pull the transmission. I said, no, we don't. And I got under it, and we unstuck the governor in it and fixed it, and I became a hero at that time. So nice. that was great. So. Well, that's cool, because that I want to say that that's, was probably 81, maybe. It probably was. Yeah, I met, I met him, I think, and... I forget when it was. I've talked to your dad forever, ever, ever. You know, Pete Shapors introduced me to him when he worked at Disney. I needed a, uh, I needed some billet door handles made and a dash bezel for some video gauges. And he said he knew a machinist that worked at Disney that made some of that stuff that worked behind his house. And it was it was Boyd and and 
So me and him started a relationship there, which was back in the 70s. Yep. And I never met him, I, I don't think, in person until 19. It might have been 80 in, uh, in Oklahoma. Might have been when it was. And uh, somebody said, I said, well, what's he look like? Well, he looks like a tourist with a Hawaiian shirt. And sure enough, I found him. And then I guess that was the beginning of the end. Me and him talked, uh, as you know, probably every day, if yeah. not. If, if just about, and even up till he died, I talked to him to the last time that he could talk, which is, uh, and, and that was, uh, it was a sad day, but anyway, we, uh, we, we talked, he was a good friend, good friend. Yeah. Cause you, you and Cindy used to come out and stay in the front bedroom. I remember that. Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we'd spend Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. All. We sure would. We yeah. Sure because would. Yeah. before you got into full-time building, uh, hot rods, you were working at, at, at a Chevy dealership. Ford dealership. Ford dealership. All right. Ford, yeah. So your dad wanted to hire me. We came out one time and spent about a week and a half, and I decided that wasn't what I could do. I couldn't. I couldn't stand the traffic. I couldn't stand. This, <laughs> it's worse you know. now. It's way worse now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but your dad. You know, his lifetime dream was to be a used car salesman. I think so. He. I think he enjoyed selling cars, jockeying cars that, that he as much as he did building them. Uh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I, I just I know I've told this story many times, but you know he'd bring a car home and he's he told my mom, hey Diane, go ahead and drive this thing around, you know, I'll go ahead. And a week later, she'd come back, you know, from wherever and it'd be I gone. Where's that car? Where's... The, yeah. I remember when he built her the Metropolitan that would barely make it up the hill where y'all live. She at, still so has it when y'all moved. <laughs> she still has that thing. You know, I owed him some money, and we were at Vegas one time, and and he had bought that first, you know, the big red truck yep. from Allen Cape, and I, I I remember I brought some money and made a deposit on that truck, and your mother did not know about it because don't don't tell Diane, don't tell Diane, <laughs> but he made the deposit on the truck at at, at Vegas. So. Nice. We go back a long ways. Yeah, he he told me some stories about how you uh, a couple times. I mean, between the the pyramid deals that were going on and the. <laughs> In the early '80s, and you know, and then uh, just he told me story. He told me a, I forget what car it was, but he told me he would play a baccarat in Vegas. Mm-hmm. He told me You're one right. time he he and He's maybe, big on liars poker too. You yeah, know well, that, yeah, yeah. You never wanted to play liars poker with him. That's a whole, there's a whole bunch of other stories on that one, <laughs> you know. But yeah, he was telling me. I, I don't know what truck it was. He was telling me how he he was gambling and he put some money down. Uh, on background, like a lot of money, and he just said he was real nervous, and not a not that was a probably the truck that we're talking it's about prob- because I had brought cash to give him there at, at Vegas, and that was probably the truck we were talking about. Yeah, and what, know, so. whatever money he said he had, he doubled it to put put into that truck. That was probably the same. <laughs> that's probably the same time. You're probably right. You're probably right. He was a wheeler and dealer. He sure was. You know. So he always said he wanted to come back here and see see these hillbillies you know barefooted and sitting i said you know you're riding around with a hillbilly right now i just had <laughs> shoes on <laughs> yeah no I have, I have a lot of fond memories going out there like pigeon forge and mm-hmm. um you know and what was it just the knoxville area that's yes sir yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. still a great part of the country for sure especially yeah, he just, would come back here and sit on the back deck for a while he really was he spent a lot of time here which i, I truly enjoyed it you know well, and it's, it's love him or hate him, you know. You know, a lot of people has a bad. I mean, the, you got to know the guy. I mean, you, you had to know him, and if you knew him like I knew him, then 
he was he was as big a hardest person as you've ever seen. Uh, you, you cross him and you're you're in trouble. Simple yeah. as that. But but uh, and so be it. I mean, well, and you know you know because of he was a personality and you know he had the TV show and you know everyone's got their opinions, right? I mean everyone's you know, but it's like you know people something you know, will be talking or it's happened in the past where they don't know who I am and they're talking over you know I overhear them and I they say something about my dad not you know not positive but negative and I go. Right. Did you ever meet him? Oh no, no, I never met the guy. But <laughs> but but I saw him on TV. It's like yeah, okay. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like I know it. You know, he asked me the first time the TV show was on. He called me and that night I was watching. He said, "What do you think about it?" I said, "Well, if Dwayne lived, if Dwayne worked here in Tennessee, he'd already been killed. Somebody <laughs> had done beat his butt going across the shop." He started laughing. You know, and Dwayne really wasn't like that either. I mean, but he had his I moments. Mean, he get, he got a little he, cocky. He, he got a little cocky yeah, once yeah. the show started taking off. But no, and I you know I. People always, I mean, at least I still get asked that question. I mean, here we are talking. What my dad's been gone twelve. It'll be what two thousand and eight. Two thousand. Yeah, it's twelve years. It'll be twelve years this month. Um, yep. coming up in in two weeks, and I still, when I'm at a show and people come up to me at the booth or just recognize me and just say, "Is that Dwayne really an asshole?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> he was at moments, but no, not no, he's not. You know. But it's like, hey, let me follow you around for two, three weeks with the camera, you know, ten hours, twelve hours a day, and let me edit you down to forty-four minutes. Yeah, I'll, under stress. I'll make you yeah, look however I want you to look. Yeah, you know. You know, in one way, Chris. I, you know, sometimes I, I wish the TV show hadn't happened because, you know, the, it, it got to, it got to being a lot of drama and stuff like that. And you know, we've been asked to do. You know, I was asked to do one of the TV shows back when, uh, when Ride started. And yeah. uh, Bud Brunsman called me and wanted to know, you know, he was talking and, and wanted to know if we had an airport here. And I said, sure we do. But I said, you'll have to call ahead of time. We've got to get the cattle off of it. And he started laughing. He said, that's exactly what, yeah, he's, you know, that's what I want. Well, that's one of the reasons I wouldn't I wouldn't dare do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd be in overhauls barefoot and Cindy be pregnant and <laughs> all this stuff. So it, it, would, it would be terrible. So. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the the TV thing was, uh, you know, you got to look at where my dad was at in his life too, and his career. You know, um, I I just I don't think he foresaw what was what it was gonna what roller coaster it was gonna take him on. You know, oh, yeah. you're you're exactly right. I talked to him many times when he was in the car by himself. When uh, you know, it's ruthless out there. It really is. Um, you know, he he was a man that if he said he was going to do something, he would do it. And, uh, but how he got it done sometimes wasn't the way it needed to be done at that time, you know, but it would, it would happen. It would really happen. And the man never, me and him never had a crossword. Well, I take that back. We did one time, but that was, that was for about a week and, and we, we finally got over that, but, but that was, I knew him for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, and that's kind of been my focus with this the podcast and just with the way I represent the businesses. There was, you know, everyone, I mean, a lot of people know of American Hot Rod going, you know, forward to my dad's death. But, you know, there's all the history was set with my dad, all the awards and all that stuff, you know, from the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know. Right, you're exactly right. And, and just, you know, just with, uh, you know, just the history of people like that he came across, like yourself, I mean, you know, Chip Foose was there at the shop early on, and you know Jesse James and all these other oh, people. Oh, I was I was there when Chip was uh, when when Taylor was still drawing. Oh yeah, Chip was just working there. I mean, I I was there. That, 
you know, if you've been there through all of it, it's hard for anybody to say any different because, you know, you know, the, you know, both sides of the story. And yeah, I mean, when you know, I, back when Boyd was showing, you know, back in 85, we were showing together. I was showing, I won the Riddler in 85 and I, the car that I was when uh, won the Riddler with, he was showing Larry Murray's Phaeton out on the West coast. And, and we were, we were going to meet, we were competing and, and he was winning out there and I was winning here and, and uh, it, it's a funny story because I called him one night and I said we had went to Philadelphia and I said we got beat at Philadelphia and he sort of laughed you know how he was ha 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 yeah he says well you win some and you lose some and I said yep you're right buddy I said <laughs> they're coming to Omaha next week after you well guess what he he got beat in Omaha with Murray's car the only time it ever got beat. And he calls me, and you ain't going to believe what happened. I ain't going to say what he actually said, but yeah. I said, yep, you know what? You win some, you lose some. And that, that was, <laughs> I said, right back at you. Was, he was furious over that. But both of us got put in our place there for a minute. But it was uh, it was with the same car. But anyway, he went on to win, and uh, which was great. Yeah, and that would what was that? Well, that was in the, well, that would have been what? 85, 86, was, 85 or 86, wow. something like that. See, that's a long time ago. And you know what? I am actually staring at a photograph of that Phaeton right now. Mm-hmm. It's, Red car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it on mm-hmm. the wall here. I don't even know where beautiful, the photograph beautiful, was taken. That was car. a great. Car. That, that car was out here. I'm trying to think. Where was that car at? I think that car is still somewhere out here. I don't know. I don't know. You know. He started building the the Boydsters, you know, and then then I was wanting to build one for my wife, and he was telling me about, you know, Marcel would do a body, and gosh, at that time, gosh, it was like $45,000 or something. I said, I can't afford to do that, and I'll never forget. He said, all you're going to do is go back there to Tennessee and take that Bondo and duct tape and fiberglass and make an old car. (laughs) I said, yeah, I am, and he said, you're going to put truck tires on it. Back tires look, look, look like come off of a truck, and they did. And I said, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And he ended up giving me a windshield. And uh, I bet that's when I started the speed stars. Okay. I built them, so. Yeah, when did you so. start building those? Uh, we debuted the first one at, uh, in 1997. 97, okay. it was a roadster. Yeah. No. It had the 32, 32 bottom grill and the 33 top. I sent your dad a, a 33 grill when they were making those things to, to, put two together so we put a 32 bottom on it and a 33 top wow and uh but that was the roadster then we debuted the coupe in 99 at sema so the first coupe was done in 99 so now did you were the original ones uh metal no it was all glass glass. it was a coupe body that i cut up and like he said bondo and duct tape And the only reason we made molds was the the first one was so cut up so bad I, did, I knew I was going to paint it black, and I didn't think that we could get it to keep from showing the, the lines back, so we did pop a mold off of it. Okay. So that's, we were going to build like 10 or 12, and that was two or 300 later. So Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that, that's another one of those iconic hot rods, you know, from the late 90s that... Well, that was that was it was a fad, just like the Boydster, the Boydsters, and and the Speed Stars. You know, it was and it was a good run for both of us. It really was. It lasted eh, ten years, probably something like that. So. Yeah, no, that definitely. I mean, you know, especially like the the, you know, my dad was kind of you know he had his little. I mean, he had messed with fiberglass a little bit, right? Um, yes. But 
you know, I think though when he when he found that Deuce Customs in Australia and they started doing quality stuff and kind of opened his eyes toward doing it, you know, making it more affordable. Yeah, because you know, exactly. I, I mean, because exactly. yeah, everybody everybody would love to uh, have Marcel's build him a metal body, but you know, mm-hmm. you yeah, it, the- it was very expensive, and that's what we did with the car that we did. You know, it was affordable. It was affordable to everybody, and they could have something that looked like that. That you know half a million dollar car that 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 didn't and and you know in somewhat we may have cheapened it some you know i'd have to say that billing it fiberglass but you know that's that's the way it is some people can't afford it can't afford the big high dollar stuff yeah. that, that really want it so we you know that was a that was something that we offered and it worked and it worked fine it was just a fad and it's over so we've got to move on to something else now but they're still out there they are. They sure are. They're still they out sure there. Are. And you never mm-hmm. know. I mean, maybe uh, they start coming back around, you know. Maybe start people start doing electric <laughs> I'm motors. I'm 65 years old, Chris. I don't know if I'll see it come back. Well, no, I, I mean, you, you know, I mean, these fads cycle around, and maybe they'll come back and people start putting electric motors in them. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast about when my dad made the, the leap from his, you know, uh, mortgage-paying job at Disneyland to building hot rods full-time. So you were over at a Ford dealership. Um, yep. And then what what prompted you or, you know, what, what got you to make that leap? Were you just – Well, when, I, was, when was, I was always uh, – you know, I worked there for 16 years. I was service manager at shop foreman and service manager at the end. And, you know, we're, we're, we're it's a local place here that everybody knew everybody, and we got bought out, to be honest with you. And I was working at home. I was building cars. Uh, you know, I won the Riddler when I was at home. I, I think I was one of the very last ones to win it with my own car and my own money. And, uh, uh, but uh, it got to the point when we got bought out by, by a, 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 like a corporate-type deal, you got to where you couldn't take care of your uh, your customers because it was more bottom line, bottom line, and and uh, actually, to be honest with you, what what made me come home was I gave one of my office girls a uh, paid vacation day when she didn't when she didn't wasn't up for vacation, but her dad was having open heart surgery and she needed to go see him, and I got uh, office manager jumped on me for giving her a day off, and uh, I quit that day so well <laughs> i left i walked out at i think it was 1105 on a friday and i never went back and when was you that? Know, i said if it's going to get like that if you think can't take care of your employees yeah. and then i don't need to be there so i left and that was a good i needed an excuse and that was a good excuse so that's when i started here that would have been in 89 at okay. the end of 89 yeah you've been at it a while then so i mean then then i mean uh at that point, did you already have customers and on all that? No, I knew no, 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 no. I was building for myself. I would do a little bit of odds and end work, you know, just you know, maybe chop some tops, uh, do some chassis work, stuff like that. But no, I st- I was building my own stuff at the time. We would build it, and then you know, I was building some wrecks and stuff like that just to try to make ends meet. And then you know, you know what what the problem is going to be today is you know we were getting some magazine coverage you know baskerville shot some cars for me and that really got us out there but you know the magazines are going away yeah well the the, the printed versions are and you know they're going to try to keep some around with the the online stuff and i mean 
you know. But, you know, you always want... I used to go through your dad's building when I would go out there, and I'd see all of these plaques on the wall with these covers, these cover cars. Oh, yeah. And that's what, I, you know, that, that gave me something to, to wish for, is to try to get a cover. And, you know, those days are gone. When we were in the Hall of Fame uh, banquet at the Roadster Show, Everybody that won, that got nominated, that got that we got put in the Hall of Fame, they were talking about the magazine coverage and all that. And I'm sitting back thinking, you know, guys, and those days are are leaving. You know, we don't have those. If I was a young guy coming up right now, you know that, you know, you you can put anything on the internet, you know, but a cover of a magazine to hold it. And and I know you still probably have some of your dead stuff that was there. I mean, that was that was a big deal. Still, yeah. still is a big deal. Yeah, it still is. You know, uh, but I, I think it's shifted because, I mean, the, the magazines were also the gatekeepers. You know, they can only put out, what, 12 magazines a year. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and and now it's kind of shifted. Now you put your own content out there. You well, you could. that's true. That's I mean, true. just like that's we're doing right now with the podcast. I mean, you know, what yeah, radio? You see, I, I'd still be using lacquer paint if I could. <laughs> so I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm so old school. It's pitiful. I'm, my wife says it's not a rut I'm in. It's a ditch. So uh, <laughs> Well, you know there are some there are some things uh, that we've moved away from that were were good. I mean, you know the magazine. I think there's still gonna be some magazines. Out. There's still some magazines doing it right, like you know, Rotter's they Journal. Are. Rotter's Journal. Yeah. Is, you know, it's gonna be this less is more approach. You know, they're not gonna put them out twelve times a year. It's not gonna be filled with ads, but. You know, mm -hmm. Wheel Hub Magazine is right. Uh, yes, they're yes. doing pretty nice stuff, but but you know now you're in, you're in control. You're in control of your own content. You know. Mm -hmm. With uh, Instagram and Facebook and all the your website and all that stuff, so now it really comes down to just creating, being a producer and creating the content. You know? True, because if true, very true. if you're out there doing stuff and you're doing cool stuff, you can tell the world about it, mm -hmm. and not, and not uh, wonder if you're, the, the magazine's going to give you any love. You know, but I'll have to fax it to people. <laughs> Are you still a fax guy? <laughs> I'm still a fax. I don't even guy, know. And you know it's yeah. funny they people still fax now, but it's all done over the internet. So it's not even a it's really just an email. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, just, no, it's for yeah. guys like Bobby, just so they feel like they're faxing something, right? Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, you know the um, so Tennessee as I've watched Tennessee evolve. It, it you have a really big infrastructure for hot rodding there. You know we do, and you know you know we've always have back in the south. Uh, we just. I always said that me and Shapores would get in this big argument about, about when we do these builders' panels. We, it was always fun that me and him would jaw back at each other. But, you know, back in the South, we've always had the cars. We just didn't have any magazine coverage to tell you about it, you know. Yeah. You you all grew up out there around the magazines where they were, and it was easy for them to travel down the road 15 miles and shoot your, shoot cars. And, it'd be, and, you know, it was a big deal for us to get something out there and, you know, I, I would come. I, I guess if me and your dad hadn't been friends, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because I met Pete and Jake and Brian Brennan in um, Winston-Salem, North Carolina back in the 70s. They were on a tour. And Pete and Jake and Jim thanked me for using their product. I had some, you know, Super Bell Axle and 4-bar in their coupe. And, and that's how I got to know them. And then through that was how I got to know your dad. Well, then I'd come out and visit him. Well, then I would bring the ideas that you all were doing out there back here. And one year I, I did a coupe, a black three-window coupe, and didn't put door handles on it and didn't put cow lights and shaved it all off and halibrands with no center caps. 
that was the biggest flop that I ever did for that year. Everybody thought it wasn't finished because it didn't have (laughs) door handles and it didn't have this. And then the next year it was a big hit, but it was so strange that how people looked at it. It was just a, it was just ahead of its time, you know, back here, but out there, that was the, that was the fad. But anyway, it's, it's, uh, and you know, Things are sort of caught up now because of the magazine coverage and stuff like that. People people see it more and and uh, and see what's going on. Well, and and um, you know, it just seems also too like your your government's a little bit more friendly towards business. They are, and, they are. You know, in California was all the regulations and taxes. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody uh, that's aspiring to start a hot rod business here in Southern California. Well, you know, your dad. You know. When, when when some of that stuff went down out there, you know, we ended up, uh, I was talking to him when, when we were talking about the title stuff, and we got it passed here in Tennessee that you can license a 32 Ford as a 32 Ford. Wow. They will yeah. they will come and put a VIN number on it, and you can title it as a 32 Ford, so... And you you got which, other which little laws like 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 with license plates, you can run old plates, right? As long as it's the same year. We as can, the car. we sure can, and and we don't have to really have fenders, and we can run one plate, and and it's 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 a little easier back here. It sure is. Yeah, that's just in California. They've just uh, totally strangled the business. You know, I mean, we've we've known several people that have moved out to your neck of the woods. You know, in our industry, just for only reasons of just they can't deal with the. The regulation right. and the taxes right. and, and everything, mm-hmm. you know, right? But you know, You're the, exactly right. But yeah, no, the, the hot rodders have always been out in that part of the the country, you know, especially like where you're at. I mean, what in a, in a five hour drive you can be in how many different states? Oh, yeah, I know we're sort of central here, you know, in six, yeah, yeah, in about five hours we can just about be wherever. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, five five hours for us, and uh, I think we're barely in uh, Arizona, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Yeah. You got beautiful weather though. You got weather to die for though. No, for sure. And I mean, you know, we can we can drive around a hot rod here three hundred and you know, fifty days a year. You mm-hmm. know? What um what do you have planned for the rest of the year show wise? Uh, you know, we just we just left the Roadster show, so our next show will probably be I may pop in and out of Detroit uh for a day. I don't know, uh, but but uh, I'm not taking anything up there. Our first show out will probably be the good guys show in Nashville. Okay, so not until June then? Yeah, because yeah, they, they moved mm-hmm. until yeah. June. I got a kid that's playing college softball right now, so I'm I'm glad they moved it because May was right there in the tournament season. Oh, wow. So, and I can't, you know, I can't miss a game. I don't think they'll have it if I'm not there. So How's she doing? She's doing real good. She's doing real good. She made a – Player of the week in her conference last week, and nice. she's batting seven hundred. So that's, Whoa. Uh, that's pretty good. So. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Is she? Is this? Is she second year at college? Third. She's a junior. Third. She's a junior. Yeah. What school she at? She's at Tusculum College. It's a Division two college up near Bristol, Tennessee. It's it's in a in a, a Southern Atlantic uh, 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 conference. It's a pretty tough conference. It's a it's it's a good school. Um, and uh, she's she's you know it was a joke here when she, when we found out that Cindy was pregnant. Uh, your dad was going to keep her like six months out of the year because I didn't know whether I could handle a kid or not at that time. I was forty five years old when she was born. So, <laughs> so and then that when that happened, I never would let him have her. So, but he sent her Christmas gifts every year. So which was fun. So oh, that's cool. So um, 
So that's not too so it's close to you then. I mean, if you're making the games, uh, it doesn't matter, Chris. <laughs> right? I'm I'm, I know. I mean, I'm just well. I'm just thinking. I, I'd have my. I mean, it's an my, hour. It's a, college is an hour and a half, but like like uh, Thursday night, I pick her up at ten o'clock. She's got a test that she has to make. We got to drive five hours from there to over in South Carolina near the coast for her to play. Oh wow! Saturday morning at at eleven, and then then I'll drive back that Saturday night or Sunday. So uh, it, it's usually a three to four hour drive. From wow. Yeah, no, I know how it goes. My kids both play club soccer and my daughter mm-hmm. played high school. You know, she's a freshman this year. So no, I know how that goes, but luckily we've been close, you know? Well, I'm fortunate enough. I've got some good guys here at the shop and surely if they can't handle it for a day, then I'm in trouble anyway. Right. Hey, Bobby, I read an interview, uh, talked about, uh, you know, your success and stuff. And you said that uh, you attribute a lot of that to your employees and your newest employee was 17 years, uh, had been working for you at the time of the interview. But I thought that was really interesting that you've had like a lot of loyal guys, uh, work for you. Well, yeah, we, well, I, I have to take that back a little bit. I hired a new guy two years ago that I'd been trying to hire and, but, but by uh, up until then, it's, uh, you know, most of the guys who worked with me forever and ever and ever. And that's when, you know, most of them has worked, uh, well, basically since I started. Uh, a couple of them worked at me at the, with the Ford dealership and came with me here. So, um, yeah, and it's hard to find good people. And, and the thing about it is if you've got good people, let them do their deal to give them something to do and leave it, you know, let them do it. Let them be a part of it. If they're not a part of it, then, then, then they, it's it's got to be more than a job. It really is because what we do, we put our heart and soul into it. So, uh, you know, they need to feel like they're part of it. And my guys, all of them, I mean, I, I, I tell them what to do and I sort of watch over it and, and they handle it. They really do. You know, it's sometimes you have to say, nah, we're not going to do that. But most of them are we're all generally on the same page. Well, that's good. And, you know, as, as you're – as your builds progress and the the level that you build these things to, it, it gets harder because you can't just bring anybody oh, in. Oh gosh, you know There's these young guys out there. These 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 back when you know, Vern Walker posted a picture of me this last week when I was 25 years old with a 33 coupe standing beside a 33 coupe, and they said, "Where'd you get that cowboy hat?" I said, "Boyd had one, Pete had one, John had one, everybody had <laughs> yeah, a cowboy everyone, hat." Back yeah, in the then. 70s we and 80s, had. they all wore a cowboy hats out here. Yeah, I said, and I had a good one. Mine was a Charlie One Horse hat, so I mean, it was <laughs> it was a really good one, and I still have it. I found it at my mother's house. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but you know, uh, th- these young guys that's out there right now, it's hard to keep up. Uh, there's their their ideas and stuff like that is just. You know, they've passed me. They really have. All we can do is the same old thing that we've we've always done and just try to take an old car and make it look cool, put wheels and tires on it and put a slick paint job on it. And some of the stuff that they're doing is just beyond me. I mean, absolutely beyond me. Well, we're well, see- your your dad was way ahead of his time. You know, him and John and all of that stuff. I mean, back back in the day, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was like the, you know, like CNC technology was just, coming out and it was it started to be you know somewhat more affordable i guess you know um Mm -hmm. and more accessible and you know my dad saw that oh wait this is this is the future here and it's just like with 3d printing now you know and the we talk about these electric cars i'm kind of excited to see how that's gonna move into hot riding a little more as the technology progresses you know Mm -hmm. um so 
I mean, someone, whether it's electric or gas or something, someone's always going to want to make it faster than the next guy, right? Or <laughs> or crazier than, true. you know? So, that's yeah. True. Well, and, you know, I mean, I just the technology kind of takes over. But, you know, you can't replace the work ethic and just the, the drive and desire to, to do something cool, you know? And that's you, You've got to. You've got, still got to have the vision, and, and somebody's got to be there to, to see it. You know, like, you know, I can say about Lobeck back years ago, Lobeck, I don't know if he could build a car or not, but he sure could tell you how to build one. <laughs> he sure did have the eye. And yeah, that, no. That was a, For sure. And he was... He sure did. He had the look, and and that's that's what it takes. If you if you've got that, then then you just got. And your dad could see it. I mean, he could see it. Uh, and you know, if you can't see it, you can't build it. So yeah, you know, he hooked me up with Brockmire years ago, and I'm still using Eric back Eric's, in the days. You know, Eric's and, the best, and he, he's he the easiest he's to deal wonderful. with too. You know, he sure is. He's a good he, kid. He's a good guy, and. Uh, yeah, no. I missed him out. He was out. Did you see him here at the Grand National? I did. I okay, did for just a minute. Mm-hmm. I went out there on Friday to go to the show. That's when I saw you. And I, I mm-hmm. he was out with some tour or something, a group of guys. Mm-hmm. So I missed him. Yes, he was. He I, was. I missed him because I didn't go on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I enjoyed going out there. I see a lot of people. I, I you know, I seen I Carol Shapours, and I hadn't, you know, we see her there every year. She sends those birthday cards and stuff like that. And, and a lot of things, but last time I seen your mother was there. Yeah. Might've been a couple of three years ago. Yeah. We brought her out there. Yeah. We, well, you know what? That's when I had the booth there. So two, three three years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good show. I mean, uh, I'm kind of off and on with displaying there because sometimes I just like to go and hang out, you know? Um, well, we do too, but we need a place to sit down, and we need it's an expensive little place. I don't sell anything. Yeah. You know, I don't. We don't. We don't. And 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 we don't advertise. And we we're lucky enough. We've got four or five or six or seven repeat customers that keep us busy. So I don't take a whole lot of new business in. But it, it's just a neat place to go, set up, and and let your customers come. And it's it's just a just way to display our cars is basically what it is. And it and it and it lets the customers have a place to come and show their cars also. Yeah, exactly, right? Because you're building these, I mean, you're not just building these for yourself, you're building them for customers. So, they You know, we're fortunate because I get to build what I want and somebody else pays for it. That's nice, right? And then, it, it's great, it's great. <laughs> and I tell them that, you know, you know, if, you know, we've got to the point, if, if I really don't want to build it, there's no sense in me building it because, uh, you know, you don't... You probably don't make two dollars an hour if you spend every hour that you you spend thinking about it and and doing this and doing that on it and and the car gets so expensive so why not do what you want to do and we're fortunate enough we get to do that which is which is great absolutely great well you've you've worked your way there um, you know you you have your you got the the look you got the look down and just the execution of it, you know, and then you get, you get some good customers that, like you just said, you're fortunate enough. Well, where they the let customers you do what you... that I've got like the way our cars look, because if it, I couldn't build a car like Troy built, I couldn't build a car like your dad built. I mean, I don't see that. So they come to me to get a certain look yeah. and that's, that's, that's what we, that's the only thing we can offer is, is, is that. And, and it's, and it is, it has seemed to work, uh, but you know, and but there's enough work out there for everybody. These these young guys that's coming up that's doing some of this wild stuff. Uh, hey, there's customers out there that really like it too. Yeah, we're just fortunate to have the group that I've got. Yeah, there there's. It seems like everyone in the industry is doing pretty well right now. 
I'd say. Yeah, if you if you want to work, you, you, you there, there's work out there to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, and then that keeps going back to just you know finding the finding the people right now because you know the the unemployment rate's so low. Just finding the right people, you have to almost pick somebody off or something. You know. You know, Chris, you asked, you know, how did you get stuff like this? Well, a guy told me a long time ago, you dance with the people that took you to the dance. Yep. And if you stay true to everybody, I mean, no matter, don't take the, don't take the quick trip. Just, just do what you're supposed to and stay true to that and do what you say you're going to do. It'll work out. Sometimes it takes you a little longer, but in the long run, it'll, it'll work out. It has for me anyway, because, you know, I, some people may think I'm a dick or whatever, but but I am an honest one though. You know, yeah. I do what I say I'm going to do, and 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 I'm pretty consistent at that. So, and that's what I'm proud of. You know. Well, and that's you said it, and and uh, I said it, it's just do do what you say you're going to do, and you know what, exactly. and put in a hard, just put in an honest hard day's work, and. You know, and it'll it, be fine. It, it, it'll be you know, fine. Nobody, nobody can't question that. If you do what, if you just stay straight with them and do this and and do what you say you're going to do, then it'll be fine. It'll, it'll absolutely be fine. Yeah, because I mean, it may not happen right every day, but you know what? Uh, in the long run, it will. Um, you know, I tell my building... kid, I said, if if you're okay with somebody doing it to you, then you do it to them, and it'll be fine. But if you're not okay with it, then don't do it. Don't do it. If you don't want it done to yourself, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know we're we're building even even the wheel thing. Even though like we have it all figured out, I mean it's it's no different than cars. You run into issues, right? You run into yes, you different do. issues yes, and do. stuff. But for the most part, you know you you have the process down and you just go after it every day. Mm-hmm. You make it happen. You know. Um, is there anything that you're anything you can you're building right now? You can talk about. Oh, we can talk about. Well, I'm building. Secret. I'm building. Some guys a, have top secret stuff we found out here. I'm building. <laughs> oh, geez, ain't top secret. I mean, that's, <laughs> that. Uh, uh, we're building a 32 Plymouth oh, roadster nice. for the AMBR. I don't know if it'll be done this year or not. I've been building it for a long time. A customer, a guy came up to me in Columbus five or six years ago and said he had a 32 Plymouth roadster and showed me pictures of it. And I said, Oh gosh. And he said, I'm going to challenge you to build it. And I said, I don't know when I could do it. And he said, well, it's been sitting at my house for, he knew the guy that since 1934 that had the car. And wow. And, uh, so anyway, we took it on and, and we're working on it pretty heavy right now. And we're doing a 36 roadster for the AMBR. Uh, it, it'll be in two or three years, but, um, uh, the, the Plymouth may get done for this following year. If not, it'll be for sure the next. We're doing a 58 Impala, a full chassis car, full nine car. That's real cool. A 63 Fairlane with a Boss 9 in it, a 51 Ford Victoria with a Boss 9 in it. Um, uh, building three El Caminos right now. Wow. Two what? 70s, two 70s, and a 59. 59. Nice. Yeah. I like the fifty nine is one of my favorites. Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, so you got a lot going on. Yeah, well, well, that's just yeah. We've got a few street rods, uh, thirty two roadster, thirty three coupe, uh, uh, some tri five stuff too. So nice. You're gonna be sixty seven Nova and some stuff like that. You know, it used to be thirty two, thirty three Fords. Now it's just big stuff. I wish you'd go back to 32, 33 Fords. <laughs> we could build a bunch of them in a year, much less. We could build five of them the time we built this friggin' 58 Impala. 
Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of metal on that 58 Impala. They are. They're they sure big are. cars. They sure are. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are always unique. Those like the one-year body style, right? Yes, yes, yes. You it's, know, we just finished that Etzel. You know, actually, we won Street Rod of the Year with an Etzel. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's unheard of. Uh, everybody said. Right, 20, 30 years ago, if someone Etzel. had told you that, you would have been like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. They said, that's the best-looking Etzel I've ever seen. I said, if you say that's the best-looking car you've ever seen, I'd feel better. But it's not hard to be the best-looking Etzel you've yeah, ever right? seen. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. though. Well, are but you? That was for that was for my customer in St. Louis. His wife, uh, she always wanted one, and and it was a real good customer. So you do sometimes you do stuff like that. So. Well, and and in uh, winning street rod of the year is uh, that's not an easy thing to do, and you did it with a Etzel. With an Etzel, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so we won four design award with it, and I said, "Good Lord, I won four design award with it," and they, and they they lost the four design award with it back in '58, '9, and '60. That's so. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, yeah, for you, those of you that don't know what an Etzel is, uh, Google that, and you'll you'll see what we're talking about here. But do you have? Um, so, do you get that? What's your plans for SEMA? You got you bringing anything out there? Probably the Fairlane, the uh, the '63 Fairlane. Um, it's been a sort of a challenge with that big engine in it and trying to get everything under the hood and everything tightened up. It's it's a it's a pretty cool car. Probably be it, and we may bring the Impala. Um, the 58 Impala, but that if it, it would be, it'd be those two probably. So, what's your thoughts on? I mean, SEMA has grown into a huge monster. Um, That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I mean it it's crazy, right? I mean, it's it's. It I, I think I see it. It's good in a lot of ways, but it's definitely moved away from being a, a trade show. You know, it's yeah, it's a car show. Yeah, it is definitely a car show. I don't know how you could sell anything there for all the traffic, but it's a car show so it's it's crazy you know, we're fortunate we get we get in some boosts with some with some you know with some products that we've got on some cars you know it's it's uh, like i say that's from years of doing it is is how, how how that happens but uh it's 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 neat to go and you you let everybody see your cars but it's you know the it's back years ago you know it was it was more of a trade show and now i think it's just a big international car show yeah, I think, you know, with TV involved, and, I mean, the Battle of the Builders thing is kind of taken off, you know, yeah. turned into its mm-hmm. own little thing there, so or little thing or big thing, right? Mm-hmm. True. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, though. I remember seeing that just, you know, there used to be just in one little hall. Now it's now it's all over, and now they're building oh, across the street. They're, they're, they're even building more. Across the street, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think in a, in a, what, a couple of years, it's gonna, the, the hall's going to go, the convention center is going to go all the way over to the, the strip. Yes, I would think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's exciting though too. I mean, it's you know, there's a lot more money being flown around, uh, thrown around on all this, all this stuff, you know. And it's it it's brought people in, like you talk about some of these young guys that you you have struggling keeping up with. There, it's it's brought people from other industries too. Um, yeah, into this business. So you know, we do that builders panel there that. Uh, and we had one of the largest groups that they'd ever had at SEMA this year, and it's uh, it's for uh, uh, you know the young builders that comes in and that that wants to ask us questions, what to do and what not to do, you know, just by our experience. And it's 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 been a wonderful thing. I've really really enjoyed it. You know, Shapores was a big part of it uh, when it, when it first started, and it was a it was a hoot being there with him. But we had it was me, Trapania. 
Kyle Tucker, Charlie Hutton, and um, one more this year. I forget who the other one was. Uh, Brian Brennan. Brian okay. Brennan. Yeah, no, and that's the cool part, of, and that's the, that's the stuff about SEMA that I think kind of gets lost. Those little, you know, th- those aspects of it, you know. And mm-hmm. I think, well, you know, those, you know, everybody says, well, you know, about Brandon. Well, Brandon could tell him, you know, about the magazine coverage about this, and Charlie could tell about the pain, and then then I can just tell stories, and and then you've got. Kyle Tucker that's in, you know, that he's in a big parts business. And it, it really, you know, some of the younger guys can ask and, and we can tell them our, what what worked for us and what didn't work for us. And it, it's, 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 it's very enjoying to be honest with you doing that. Yeah. And it's, it's good to kind of, because do they offer that up like question, like Q and A and all that stuff? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. It's good to get some of the younger guys that, I mean, you know, I mean, we take it for granted, SEMA. You know, we go. We've been going every year for how many years? Or decades now. Exactly. You know? And then mm-hmm. get some of these kids that are coming up and their first time at SEMA, and they get to sit and sit and ask a question to you guys. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's humbling too, to be honest with you, because you know to get to sit up there and ask this. You know, I looked at Brizio over the, you know this this when we were out there, and I said, you know, Roy, man, you're one of the old ones anymore. So, and I'm a year older than him. So. Yeah, well, and that's part of the the when I go to the shows, that's that's the cool part of the stories. You know, hearing from a young guy that's, you know, maybe got a small shop and maybe builds one or two cars a year or something, and how he's got some story about how my dad kind of, you know, he asked my dad a question at a show or had him sign a hat or something, and you know, mm-hmm. and just that one little interaction with my dad kind of motivated him to go start a oh, shop absolutely. or build a absolutely. car. And, you you know, know, I've got every Christmas gift that he ever did. I've really? got all the tops, all the little cars, all the yo-yos. I've got all of that stuff. I've got Boyd Beer. I've got uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the transfer the old, truck the, the with all yeah. the little models in it. I've got I've got every every bit of that stuff. I've got every white cap, every jacket. I've got I've got your dad's glasses. Really? Yeah. And the worst part of and the sad part about it is I put them on and I can see out of them. So. <laughs> That's, that, that makes me nervous. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I, I I always keep my eyes open, and I got friends that are always uh, you know, vigilant on eBay because some of that stuff pops up. You know, it some does. some it of does. the the old the, the old toys. I mean, I don't know how many little trinkets and stuff I just popped up on eBay. You know what? You know, people get rid of their pros picks. I mean, all the billet pros picks trophies. Those things <laughs> pop up on eBay all the time. Yeah. So yeah, the, well, I've got a basement full of that stuff, so it's a, it's it's fun to look at. It really is. Well, there's it brings a, back old memories. There's really a lot does. of history there, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of history. That was I good. Was, when my mother passed away, we were cleaning out her house, and she had she had one of his first business cards at Hot Rods by Boyd, with him standing there in front of Vern Lusen's coupe with yep. a cowboy hat on. Yep, that was taken. Uh, I have one of those, and that was taken next door in the remember the parking lot next door to my mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right there in front of the bushes. Yeah. See, I had a I had a hat just like that too. So. Yeah. yeah my mom was talking about that guy. Uh, where was well, that guy? Was out that, that? What was his name? Charlie Twiddle or something? The guy that did the those hats. My dad would buy. Charlie One Horse. Was is that but, who it was? Yeah, Charlie One Horse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he had a it, it had a horseshoe stamped on the side of the hat burned into it. Yeah. Is this it the same, like a brand? Was this same guy that said he got abducted by aliens? 
my my mom my mom met the guy or something. He said he had a, a story about how he got abducted by aliens or something. Yeah, that's pretty probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he was uh, before the Hawaiian shirt. He was the cowboy boots and uh, and mm-hmm. cowboy hat guy. Yeah, do you remember the poster he did with the sport trucks where he was where he had flip flops on and was with a beard with dressed up like Santa Claus? San- oh yeah, no, I, that's that's a classic. That's a class. He, I remember he didn't tell my mom, or he didn't tell very many people when that came out, you know, because mm-hmm. he was trying to see if they could figure it out. But yeah, that was with the Ford Ranger, the fl- the blue and flamed uh, Ford Ranger. You know, one of the yep. very few Fords that were ever done there. You know, right. truck wise. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. No, that's that's funny. That that stuff. It's it's that, and that's what I like about social media because. I'll get messages on a weekly basis of people that go, "Hey, look what I found in the, you know, in my buddy's basement," or you know, "I I picked this up at a garage sale," you know, mm-hmm. and it's just some of those magazines. I mean, you know, like the iconic, uh, you know, Cadzilla spread, you know, right, right. Everyone had that thing hanging up, and I forget You're what exactly uh, right. L- Randy Lorenzen said about that. That was like they had to reprint those, or so it was like one of the first times that they had to actually reprint. Or something like that back in the day. I don't know. I forget what he said. Yeah, no. Cool stuff, man. Well, Bobby, I really appreciate you uh, coming out, man. Oh, I'm talking. glad I could get to it. Yeah, I really am. So. We've been uh, trying to get you on for a while, and I know you got a, you got a lot of cool stories to share. And you know, you're still killing it out there, man. You know. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate. I'm, I miss you, Dad. I wish you still. He'd be doing it too. I'd still be trying to keep up with him. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, be it, it would have been interesting to see where he I'd be at, or he I mean I I don't know if I'd be here on a podcast talking to you about it, you know, if he was still here, we'd probably have the Boyd <laughs> podcast, you know. You're 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 probably right, right? You're probably right. He'd be telling me how wrong I was doing it, then he'd call and ask me a question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, well, I'm gonna try to make it out to Nashville. Great, in, in great. June. That'd be great. I'd like to come out for a few days. That's a good show. That'd be great. It's a good town. You know, it sure is. It's so. fun. It's it's uh it's got really really uh commercialized right now. You know, downtown. You know, downtown on Monday nights just like Friday night or Saturday night anymore. So yeah, no, it's... every bachelorette party in the world is in Nashville. <laughs> well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and if you're into music, that's the town. Hey, you're exactly right. That's... You are exactly right. Well, Bobby, we'll, I'll be seeing you then, and I, I really appreciate you taking taking the time out. You're to, more than welcome. To talk it's my to pleasure. Us. My pleasure. And uh, well, Steve, you're going to bring us out. Yeah, Bobby. Again, thank you for being on our show. Uh, if uh, our listeners want to find you or some of your bills, where can they find you? Do you have a website, Instagram, Facebook? We do. It's it's uh, uh, it's just Google Alloy's Hot Rod Shop or my name, and most of that stuff pops up. So it's it's uh, we don't we we. We do a little bit of Facebook, or some of the boys do, but we're not. We don't do a whole lot of that. So, and if any of our viewers has a question, you can go ahead and fax Bobby. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to give out your fax number? Just call me first. Make me let me turn my fax machine on. <laughs> That's right. You got to turn it on and plug it in. That's funny. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You all are trying to get me to move over to this modern technology, and I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Well, you're doing all right with with the fax machine and all that right now. So. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. We don't have facts a whole lot, though. Uh, you know, we still use them pigeons and pigeons. Pigeons. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Well, again, thanks for coming on the show. Everybody, thanks for listening. From Chris, myself, and Bobby, uh, we're out. Till next time, thanks for tuning in to the Hot Rods by Boys podcast. Thank you, guys.